Okay. Okay. You're right to go? Yeah, I've just got to read the question. Hold on. Oh, um, so your first question today, Mark, is from Jackie. She says that she has a usually forward-moving mare who will occasionally stop and refuse to move anywhere, especially if she's anxious or something. So she might refuse to leave the arena. How would you handle this, please? Often cases, uh, you know, forward moving horses, um, it's, very, it's very hard to sort of, you know, work out the, uh, the, the amount of forward moving that, you, that your horse, you know, you, um, but a lot of forward, forward moving horses can be moving forward because of a certain amount of anxiety. Uh, some are just, you know, quite free and they, and they, they, they destinate a bit. But usually the really forward horses have a certain amount of anxiety because they're going at a speed to get somewhere. Um, so not always are they, do they have a lot of confidence. So um, what, what happens is, you know, they might get out and go, oh, crikey, this is a bit too, too much information. I can't deal with this. And, um, and then they would start to, you know, have their thoughts more closer on on their most you know on their safe place like where they left or something like that so or on the other horses or the stable so when they when they do this you've got to think okay am i am i am i trying to push my horse out and is it freezing is it freezing because there's too much information out there um you know so they've got all these things to look at it's nervous so they're, they're casting their thoughts behind them back to safety or they're just a little overwhelmed with where they're going or, you know, just the pressure's too great and um, they're starting to go into that freeze. So in most cases, I would tend to pick up a rein and just redirect them and just let them relax and let them go at their own speed. And, um, like, there's a few videos that I, that I have about, you know, just using the reins to just steer a horse until it starts to think in a new direction and let go of an old direction. But basically, uh, in most cases horses freeze because we're wanting to point them in a direction that they don't want to go and their thoughts are somewhere else so I think what you've got to look at in yourself and your own riding is am I pointing my horse in a direction and making it go somewhere uh, or am I letting it just sort of drift a little and finding out exactly where your horse is wanting to go so when you loosen up on the reins and loosen up your legs the horse is going to start to drift back to where it wants to go so um and in most cases, just allowing them to go where they want to go will unfreeze them because they're just going to turn around and go, well, this is too much for me. I'm going to turn back here. Um, so you kind of got to allow that to happen a little bit and let them go back so you can get the flow again. And then they're going towards their thoughts again. And then you can redirect them and say, okay, well, that's not available back there, but come over here. And then just use those reins to just redirect them until they start to, um, yeah, just get, um, start to let go of that, you know, the thought behind them or they start to sort of, you know, think about what's in front of them because as you're steering them, what's ended up, what, what's happening is, you know, they might have one eye on, two eyes on, another eye on and they're just sort of weaving and then they might start to think away again and start to go, well, I might try and go over there. So I, I think, you know, really to sum it up as you, you're going, okay, well, 
I'm not going to push you with my legs and reins and make you go in straight lines and turns where I want you to go. I want to just see how you feel right now and uh, see if they want to turn back, see if they're just frozen because they're gazing, um, you know, somewhere else or they're gazing where they don't want to go when they're nervous. And, yeah, just use those reins to free them up and um, allow them to turn back a little and then let them tick, them, tick that off their bucket list. Um, and then soon enough, they'll start to search outside and start to seek new, 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 new directions. Okay, the next question is from Naja, and it's a continuation with her work that she's been doing with the Spanish mayor. So just for people um, who have been following the podcast, as a refresher, the Spanish mayor was quite carrying a lot of tension and Naja's been trying to move her arm up and down while she's riding her and she's noticing that that is causing quite a lot of anxiety well it's been going really well she was trotting freely and steering nicely until last week she actually got fucked off and um, what happened was that she was just uh, walking along and someone moved a chair <laughs> they think that's what it was that triggered it sent her into a bucking fit she came off now she doesn't feel that she's actually quite a particularly spooky mare she has been in situations with tractors and things like that around and she's been fine um so the reaction and it was quite a quick reaction because the reins weren't um she didn't feel a lot of tension in the reins before this happened so she feels that it was just a she sort of escalated to this point very very quickly and when she got back on her she was like a firecracker she got her through it with lots of steering and changing of the eyes she was able to blow out they finished on a good note but she's just wondering any ideas mark yeah there's a little bit more in there <laughs> basically um there's a fellow I worked with some years ago and, and uh, they used to work up in the, yeah, he was from the Northern Territory and used to work with a fellow and, um, and uh, he was a contract master in the Northern Territory and there was a mare that this, this uh, contractor kept on board and it might go for a week or two and then all of a sudden it would just drop its head and buck and, and everyone uh, that worked on that sort of contract mastering plant was um, quite nervous about that horse. And basically because every now and again, it would just drop its head and buck someone off. But the, the contractor kept it on board because it was a really good horse. It was sound and it would do so many weeks without that happening. Um, so, and, and that's the sort of, I guess, the effect of underlying pressure is you don't really know when it's going to happen or what's going to happen, but there is something in there uh, where the horse is carrying that anxiety and can't tip it out. And it all it takes is a catalyst or a trigger to, 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 you know, make the horse explode. Um, and, you know, like it's just the last clinic I did, there was a kid's pony there and long reining, it really made it more frightened than the other horses. But would you would think, well, it's a kid's pony, it sort of copes with all this stuff. And then this is making it really, really frightened. And and I think with your horse, Naja, is um, I know you're doing the right things and I know you know, just putting your arm out, steering with that other rein so the horse is bending in and you can flap your hands and things like that. She's starting to get used to that, but it's almost like she, she, she has a bit of trouble processing all these things and she might be softening and processing to that and then all of a sudden something else will interrupt her and she'll get a spook. So I get the feeling that there's still tension in there when you're steering her. I think there's still tension when you're... Um, and though she might feel a little soft in the rein, I think you might have to ramp it up a little bit in... Um, you know, 
when it's a bit quieter around you and just really find out how she's doing with, you know, you're flapping your arms and stuff like that when you're bending her. And, you know, if you take on the reins and you ask her to do something, um, you know, if she's really, really comfortable and she's sort of soaking up with what you're doing and okay with it, but also in a state where she's sort of taking on the environment around her. And I, and I think um, what I would probably look into doing is really looking at how comfortable she is with the things that she was scared of with you because what the, the, the I guess the worrying point for me is, is she didn't just spin around and look at the chair. So if she was really okay with you and okay with the saddle and okay with everything that was happening on top of her, chances are if that, if that chair overwhelmed her, she would have just spun around and look at the chair. She didn't do that. She she went in off in a bucking fit. Now, a bucking fit sometimes more tells me that the horse is still having trouble with what's going on over the top of it and around it. Uh, in the you know in the in in the sense of what you're doing and uh, what so so there's still a certain amount of worry in her cup from carrying you and carrying the pressure that you provide and yeah you know, throwing your arms around and things like that. So I would really look at you know bring her up to her threshold a little bit and then down again up to her threshold and down a little bit um a little more uh and just really test out if she can really come down and 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 cope and get really soft with what you're doing because I, I still think there's a uh she hasn't quite really said i'm okay with this and i think that you've got to real just feel deeper into yourself really really look into your what you're seeing and feeling in her and trying to assess is she really soft with what I'm doing and really cool with that? Or is she still just like every time you get on her, uh, do you have to go through the same process of bending her and bumping your leg and things like that? Because if you're still having to go through that same process every day just to get her into a good place, then it's telling you that she's still not okay with with a lot of the things that are happening on top of her. So, so I think you've really got to work on more of those things, bringing her up and bringing her down, and just look a little harder into what you're seeing. And um, if you feel a little more brace, maybe put a little more bend in her and maybe get it a turn and do a couple of other things. And um, I just, just, yeah, uh, it's sort of a bit hard to explain, but you, you just, you're just trying to just take her a little further, you know, than what she's used to, bring her back, take her a little further than what she's used to, bring her back and just see how she copes with that. And, um, and then when you bring it back and you relax, then all those things that you were doing that were sort of like small things, she won't be so worried about. Um, is, and is, that just going, keep into that. is that going into a danger zone, doing that sort of thing? You know, someone, someone yeah, you're like going yourself. Close to her danger zone. You, you are. You're going a bit closer to her threshold and then coming back. Um, because once she gets a little used to the ex slightly extra scary bit, and then comes back off that as long as she's thinking and moving and you see her still kind of analyzing things, not just freezing up and coping with it. I mean, thinking and, and, and you can, um, then when you go back to a sort of a medium amount of pressure, she goes, well, well, I cope with that bit more pressure, that medium amount of pressure is quite easy. And then all of a sudden she relaxes more to you just being up there because that extra pressure, she, she got through it and came out of it. So anything under that starts to become easier. Whereas sometimes we might just get to a certain point and go, I'm bumping like this and I'm steering like this and we don't do any more, but we haven't really um, 
got the horse to really think and worry and then brought them out of it. They're just kind of on this kind of slightly worried sort of, they're in this slightly worried sort of feeling. Mm. And, and so the key thing is um, keep, keep her moving. I noticed you said keep her moving, you know, none of this standing yeah, still and slow it down perhaps. Yeah, most of yeah, keep her moving, keep her thinking. And, and yeah, you know, get to a stage that you can bang your leg out of the blue and don't have a rhythm. Like you want to know that you're safe not to have a rhythm on them. So you can bang your leg out of the blue. You can sort of put your hand out over there. You can bang your helmet quickly or, you know, do all that and, 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 and get her used to that. Um, because, yeah, because she's, because she had a bucking fit, it just shows me that she's, she's kind of bottling up the worry. And the worry still from what's happening on top of her and around her because if most horses that have let go of all that worry, they just would have spun around and went, oh, the chair just moved, I'm scared. But they wouldn't have been bothered about, you know, bucking off because there's nothing on them that makes them want to buck off because they just feel like they're, they're free. Good luck with that, Naja. Keep us posted, I think. So Carrie's in a similar situation. Um, she's got... Uh, mare that she's brought back into work and she's looking for this connection so she's sort of gone back to the groundwork she's noticed that she's really braced in the reins and um, she's been doing quite a few different things I'm just going to run through them briefly because she just wants to check is she on the right track and should she be continuing doing this or should she be doing more so what she's been doing is she's been just um, getting her to move off her legs and stay with her and softening up the direct reins and the backup. And when she destinates, she's using turning to reset her. She's spending a lot of time just sitting on her and letting her connect and empty some worry out of her cup before each small forward movement. She's getting lots. Um, she's getting off frequently when she does get the connection. She's giving her time with her on the ground in the saddle and then rebounding. They're only doing a walk. They're not doing very many steps before resetting. So uh, is this okay? Is this the right sort of way to go? And just a little uh, note there that she is a restart after a really bad start with a previous owner. Yep. No, Carrie, I, I know you may because I remember her from the How Long Clinic and, and, and how worried she is about pressure. So, so you know, I, I can understand, you know, she's, she's a bit like a coiled spring. So what you've got to think about is, first of all, is... And, and just at the clinic that I've just done, you know, there was a, a, a lady with a, a bit of a cold spring horse that I remember meeting in another clinic and she's worked really hard and, and the mare's starting to, let, you know, be okay with her. So uh, we can start sort of stepping up the pressure a little bit. But there's that sort of point there and it's a bit like Naja's question about her horse that sort of went into a bucking fit. It's, it's like you can sort of get to this point and, and, and then there's all of a sudden a point where you have to sort of step them up a little bit. So the few things that I would definitely do with her, knowing her, is, is everything you're doing is right. Um, and I would continue with what you're doing, allowing her processing time. But there's going to be a point that you're going to have to sort of work out the things that she knows and being able to speed them up a little bit. So if that's steering to the direct rein, if that's a backup, if that's, um, you know, moving forward to your legs. So... You know, what you don't want to be doing is going to a stage where she's trotting and cantering or just even trotting and you haven't, like, shown her that she can go from a standstill to a fast walk quite quickly with a, with a kind of a, a quick squeeze of the leg and she's completely okay with that. 
So, so instead of sort of, you know, pushing her faster and things like that, I would, I would just work on the things she, she knows and, and um, kind of ramp them up a little bit. So, so like I'll explain it. So, um, and the other part of the question you said, you know, should I let her travel a little bit more? Yes, you, you, you've got to get to a stage now that she can travel and move and you can just loosen up and just let her, you know, in a, in a, in a sort of a quiet space, you know, like a, a smaller yard where, 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 where she's not got too much space is just let her travel, uh, let, her, let her just move on loose rein, walk and relax and things like that. Um, so, yes, she has to travel more. Um, but what I'd, I'd, I'd be really working on is that she can uh, or you can ask her to, you know, okay, squeeze up to that walk, now stop, now squeeze up to that walk, now stop, and she's completely comfortable with that. Um, but you're not going to take her to a walk or a trot or walk, you know. You're not going to take her past her, her processing speed. So, you know, if she's only offered you a medium walk, well, don't take her past the medium walk. Just take her from, say, a standstill or a super slow walk up to her walk, but try and get her to do it quicker than she did it last time so she starts to go oh yeah i can speed up to that yeah okay i'm okay with those legs and and i'm not frightened of them uh and and then the other thing i would do a lot of before you really start to get her moving out is if you can get her and bend her around using your indirect rein and just wait on it with a fairly tight bend and just see how much tension she's got like see how much she feels like a coiled spring and, and hold that rein in there and until she can sort of relax and release that hind quarter nice and soft and, and do that on both sides. So from a standstill, don't maybe uh, like, yes, some horses are encouraged to do a hind quarter yield from a walk just to get them free moving and stuff. But with her, you'd want to be able to take a bend on her, lift that inside rein up from your belly button, like up to your chin and, and you'll feel pressure in there and she'll be pushing a little bit, but, I would like to know and I'd like you to know that she can just release and relax and just move the hindquarter around and softly follow the inside rein around without any bind or pressure or anxiety. If she starts to fight and panic because of that bind, well, chances are when you get going forward a bit faster and put her in a bit of a tight turn or a faster turn, there'll be that, that pressure and worry in there. So it's a really good way of, of just getting to loosen up through the whole body. And just going back to actually Naja's horse, um, I didn't mention that. For, for your question about, you know, flapping your arm and your horse had the bucking fit, but just what I said about Carrie's horse, I'd also uh, send that back to that uh, question and, and, and say to Naja, you know, that's another exercise you really want to get good so the horse can really be comfortable at loosening up and relaxing that hindquarter and just moving it out. Um, so you want to add that on top of your direct rein that you've been teaching your horse. So, you know, you want to be able to take the direct rein and, and then into your steering you want to be able to take that direct rein and that indirect rein up a little quicker so the horse can go, yeah, I can find that. I can get myself out of trouble in a bit more of a hurry. Um, and then where that's going to help you is when the horse gets in a bit of a panic or gets a little tight um, and you do pick up a rein a bit reactively, we don't always want to be reactive, but sometimes we just can't help it, um, that if you pick it up in a little hurry, the horse is going to go, I can, I can cope with that. Uh, whereas if you ride them real quiet, like, you know, and, and, and just work just under their threshold all the time and all of a sudden something goes wrong, uh, then you put a little excess pressure on them and they're not ready and set up for that. So, uh, yeah, if you could really sort of just step her up a little bit. Um, 
on those things that I just said, I, I think I think um, you know then then you can get back to me in a little while and say, yeah, well, she's actually starting to sort of uh, become a lot softer, and yeah. Great, that's really interesting stuff. Thank you very much, Mark. So you're in Victoria, heading off to Canberra next. Yeah, I'll be on the way to Canberra tomorrow. I've uh, got a couple of clinics there. I've got a, a, um, a two-day and then a three-day clinic. And um, so we've got a, a pop-up clinic in Canberra due to the, the, the flooding. So, you know, as everyone knows, pretty well the whole east coast of it. Well, not all the east coast, but, you know, New South Wales coast up through to Queensland has been, had some intensive flooding. And so one of the venues, they've still got to get a boat uh, to get across um uh, across their, their little uh, river that runs in front of their house. So, you know, so they've got to get some groceries in and out via boat and, uh, and the only way they can get in and out is via boat. So crazy. Um, so yeah, I don't think uh, I'll be, I'll be getting there for that clinic. So we've had to cancel that, but, uh, but anyone in Canberra, there's a few spots still left. Very good. And then heading up into New South Wales for some six day clinics, which will be nice. Thank you very much, Mark. Yes, Safe travels tomorrow. Thanks, Danny. Thank you everybody.